Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from Detroit. And it is scorching out there. Um, first and foremost, I want to wish Will a very happy birthday. Um, you know, he does so much for the show. Um, mostly keeping me in line. <laughs> or doing as much as he possibly can. Um, but, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I, I would like to acknowledge all of his contributions to Drunk Gossip uh, and helping us become the show that we become. And one of the ways I'm going to do that uh, is by bringing you guys quite possibly the entertainment story of the year. Now, I don't say that lightly. And I don't say that like, oh, look at me. <laughs> but I truly believe that this is going to develop into... <coughs> um, I, I believe that this is going to develop into a bigger story than what it is right now. Um, given that I have been chasing the story for the last two weeks. Uh, and I have multiple confirmations um, from... Various sources as widespread as uh, someone that I know who works within CBS Viacom in a, um, we're just going to leave it there. <laughs> um, my LA source, my New York source, um, someone who actually knows Trevor Noah himself. Uh, that's how big this is. I, I went through all the steps. So... Without further ado, let's get into it. It was announced that Trevor Noah and The Daily Show were going to go on a hiatus, a three-month hiatus. Uh, one of the first times in the show's history that they've done this. Even when they were hostless, they didn't do this. Um, but that was because Jon Stewart very publicly left. And... Uh, there were time. There was time to get plans in place. This time, everyone was assuming that Trevor Noah was going to sign a new contract. Uh, it seemed like both sides really wanted it. <clears throat> um, and I do want to note here that while yes. Technically, there's going to be a hiatus. It's more Trevor, Trevor Noah's hiatus. The Daily Show will still be around. Um, correspondents will still be putting out segments and putting together shows of some type. Uh, we don't know what that looks like yet. Uh, and my CBS Viacom source uh, indicated that this was very much, um, you know, a spur-of-the-moment thing. The correspondents had been working... And attempting to uh, pull this all together uh, for quite some time. Um, you know, they, they've pitched um, stories that they want to do and all that um, through at least August. <clears throat> so, the only difference is Trevor Noah won't be uh, hosting the show as he normally has. So why did this happen? Very honestly, it happened because contract talks broke down. Um, and quite a few of my sources point to Trevor's recent breakup with Minka Kelly as one of the reasons why this happened. <clears throat> um... When, when he was with her, they felt that he was more docile and um, accepting of whatever. However, one of the reasons for their alleged breakup, uh, and I say alleged because a lot of people indicated that they weren't a real couple, um, but one of the things that Trevor has said is... Um, she wanted someone more take charge. So to that end, he asked for more money. And 
he wanted total control over The Daily Show. This is something that not even Jon Stewart was given. Uh, He had a large say, just as Trevor Noah has a large say. Uh, But total control is uh, not something that you ask for in an already established franchise. Uh, And he wasn't willing to budge. Uh, And, in fact, as talks grew tenser, executives at Comedy Central and CBS Viacom warned him that they replaced Jon Stewart and they could easily replace him. Not not necessarily something you want to hear um, as talent um, or any kind of employee, really. Um, You know what I mean? Like... uh, Uh, that being said, uh, there, there has been a cooling off period, uh, and both sides are expected to go back to the negotiating table. And that's where this, uh, for lack of a better word, hiatus is coming in at. Uh, they've, both sides figured it was good to give themselves some, uh, a cooling off period. Um, Trevor Seam wants to talk to him. And see if he can, um, you know, come to his senses a little bit. Um, when he asks for more money, it's not like uh, the the network or the production company was like, no, you can't have more money. Um, but you're not going to necessarily get a million dollars per episode. Uh, you know, n- nobody is worth $365 million. Um, you know, particularly when the show doesn't even, uh, bring in that kind of revenue. Um, but CBS Viacom is not counting on a contract being signed, and they're starting to throw around some names. Um, Amber Ruffin... Uh, who is currently signed with NBC Universal uh, and has her own show on Peacock is said to be a contender. Um, although it is not likely uh, that she's going to take it for uh, because of the aforementioned reasons. Uh, Lily Singh, who is considered a very strong candidate, uh, she abruptly ended her late night talk show over at NBC and no one is quite certain as to why she did that. Uh, she did have a string of controversies, of course, um, but nothing that got her canceled or um, engulfed her in such a way that, um, you know, there was concern uh, that she was going to be a toxic person to work with. Uh, however, the most likely option is that they're going to go with someone um, barely or unknown. Um, just like they did with Trevor, you know, they plucked him out, uh, and gave him the show, uh, and let him kind of vibe and, and all that sort of good stuff. Don't cry for Trevor Noah, though. Uh, if, if he does indeed walk away from The Tonight Show, or, I'm sorry, The Daily Show, uh, he is likely not going to be unemployed for long. Uh, he is still a beloved member, um. Not as beloved as just John Stewart, uh, but you know, people love him, uh, and it's it's expected that he will end up somewhere else. Uh, one of the things I keep hearing is, um, you know, the Tonight Show is still in turmoil. Uh, ratings are down. They were beat again by uh, the Colbert Show, um, or the I'm sorry the. Not the Colbert show. Late Night with Colbert. Um, So, uh, he could easily fit in there. Uh, It's said that Fox is looking to launch another Late Night entry. Although they have not had very much success thus far with their... um, With their entries, the Joan Rivers show, uh, the Chevy Chase show. Um, I think their most successful, though, has been with the black man, Arsenio Hall. Uh, So they could be trying to tap uh, back into that.
Uh, but the, again, the most likely scenario here is um, him going over to Warner Brothers. Uh, Warner seems to be the destination for former uh, Daily Show hosts or correspondents. Uh, right now they have um, Full Frontal with Samantha B, uh, which is uh, very highly rated. Uh, and uh, she has an overall deal uh, with uh, TBS, I believe. <coughs> um, Trevor Noah would slide right in there, probably take the former time slot uh, that was held by Conan O'Brien. Uh, th- there's nothing official, and no one is trying to make anything sound official. Again, he is still going into uh, contract negotiations with CBS Viacom. So it is possible that he is going to sign a new contract. However, experts and sources all say that this is such an unprecedented move uh, by the hosts of the show uh, that it's not likely that he's going to be returning. Everyone is under the belief that should he uh, resign, um, it's not going to be a very long contract. Uh, And it could possibly be uh, the last one that he signs with uh, CBS Viacom and The Daily Show. Uh, Partly that is because he's simply not happy. Uh, if he does not resign, which is what most everyone is expecting, uh, it's not the the format of a talk show that he uh, doesn't care for. He wants more control, and he wants uh, to feel like he has more say in the direction of the show. Uh, you know, and he has pointed out that in the beginning, when it was very forced on him, uh, what the show should look like and what the show should do, the ratings weren't very good and it wasn't resonating with the audience. Once they loosened their grip a little bit and started letting him have some say, the ratings started to inch back up to where they used to be and he brought in a brand new audience. So, only time will tell. This is a breaking story. Uh, as of right now, it's an exclusive story. So, Will and I are going to stay on top of this. Uh, And Will wanted me to point out the trajectory of Lily Singh's career. (laughs) He was not happy about that. (laughs) Um, Alright, I'm going to take a break and pray that I have the trajectory of Lily Singh's career. (laughs) I'll be right back. And I'm back. One person's career whose trajectory I don't want to follow? Lindsay Lohan. Alright, let me just be honest here. I know Lindsay is troubled. I'm not making fun of her mental health issues. I'm not making fun of her addiction. But she went from being the it girl to who is that girl? Uh, You know, part of that, of course, is Um, related to uh, those issues that I've mentioned before. Part of it is she was very entitled. Uh, When she had her reality show on OWN, she held up filming because she wanted Oprah to pay her more and actually said to Oprah, you are worth more than a billion dollars. Maybe you think you can throw me some? As if Oprah owed her. So that two-season guarantee she had uh, was chucked out the window. Uh, And I think she only got, like, six episodes of that show. Uh, MTV gave her another chance as she was uh, opening up a club. uh, Hoping for their own Vanderpump Rules-style hit. And once again, it did not work because Lindsay wanted to insert herself into everything and felt that since her name was in the title, 
that the only way people would tune in was to see her. She perhaps should have talked to Lisa Vanderpump about how uh, she how the former uh, Real Housewife handled things. Now, rumors had swirled for a long time uh, that Lindsay wanted to get back into acting. She wanted to get back into singing. Uh, her social media was filled with promises that she was recording. And believe it or not, guys, she actually had a hit song. <laughs> I know it's really hard to believe. Uh, but rumors was uh, really big for a while. It, it never hit, like, number one or anything, but um, she did far better than a lot of... A lot of other actresses who try to become pop stars. And she actually had a decent voice. So the recording thing wasn't so far-fetched. That's what I'm trying to say here. Uh, as, as the world has evolved and cryptocurrency has kind of taken over a little bit, Lindsay saw a a cool way for her to continuously... Uh, bring in more money. She did an NFT. Now, I do want to say, <coughs> Will and I are very skeptical of cryptocurrency altogether. Uh, me, because I'm a true crime writer, and I see what happens with these things. Uh, Will, who has a bit of expertise in financial stuff, as you guys heard in the Wall Street Bets episode. <coughs> um, you know... So neither of us are are crazy about it. We don't think that it's necessarily the best. But Lindsay saw a way to make a bunch of money. And surprisingly, she did. Um, sources weren't able to give me a, a distinct number uh, in cryptocurrency uh, language. But they all came up with the same exact number in U.S. dollars. Five million. Uh, that's how much her latest album is said to have brought her uh, with the NFT. And so, once again, you know, they're kind of going out and looking and um, trying to see what she's doing because she's ripe for a comeback. Her album sold well enough to make her $5 million. Um, She very recently signed with a Netflix rom-com. Now, Netflix is not a company you want to piss off. Period. I know people uh, like harp harp on it and, you know, they cancel shows after... One season, whatever. But if you look, Netflix spends money. Even the cheap rom-com, the actors are paid very well. Um, You know, partly because, of course, there's no uh, syndication money. Uh, They've had to work out a payment system with the unions. Um, You know, whatever the back-end would be, back-end being syndication or... Uh, for higher-tiered stars, um, they usually do profit participation. Um, they've had to work out all of this. So, Netflix is very generous. Uh, so, when Lindsay got this, uh, what would normally have been a role that maybe snagged her um, 30 or 40 grand, pro- uh, probably ended up netting her nearly a half million dollars. Now, of course, when she was the it girl, she was making more than that. But when you're curves and tatters, you take what you can get. <clears throat> so she's already proven to be very difficult on set, insisting that she get more money. But she doesn't want it in U.S. dollars. She wants it in cryptocurrency. Now... Most people believe that this is a good business decision. Uh, I've, I've done some research and I've talked to experts. Nobody act, none of them actually believe uh, that this is a good business decision. 
Uh, and a lot of them said for one of Will's biggest points is that it wildly fluctuates and it's not regulated. <coughs> um, and not to mention that um, mining it is bad for the environment, but, um, you know, that's, that's a topic for a different day. So Lindsay wanted more money. And the Netflix bosses were not pleased. They sat down with her and warned her that if she continued to behave like a diva, there were plenty of other people who would take her payday and do their jobs. Lindsay went to fight back, but was reminded that she does not have a pay or play contract. Um, pay or play gen- generally means if the actor gets fired or does not participate in the movie for whatever reason, <coughs> they get a payout. Uh, I do need to note here that usually uh, it has to be the production company that lets them go. Uh, I think one of the most famous examples of this <coughs> um was on a pilot that was shot, um, I want to say it was for, um, I want to say it was for Fox. Uh, the, the actress was not A-list, but, uh, she was on her way up. Uh, and she got a pay or play. Uh, they did the table read. Everyone else was very strong. She was not... And she was let go. And they ended up having to pay out uh, like $2 million. <clears throat> um, because they they came to her and fired her. Now, there are things an actor can do to get fired, of course. Uh, and Lindsay threatened to do it until her team reminded her that this was her comeback. And she likely did not want to have her comeback derailed by... Uh, bad behavior on set. So even though she had to accept a lower wage uh, and wasn't going to get the Bitcoin, she had to think of things logically. So what brought on this bout of bad behavior? Well, it appears as though that five million that she got for uh, the cocaine, or I'm sorry, for, or for the NFT, uh, went to buy, uh, went to buy some cocaine, um, and Will, Will made a joke that he can't believe anyone else in the world could spend $5 million on cocaine. But somehow it's believable with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> um, of course it is. <laughs> but we, we are truly hoping, and I say this for both Will and I, that uh, she, gets, she gets herself together and she does come back because she is a talented actress. She's a very talented singer. And, you know, we don't want anyone to uh, struggle with addiction. That's just not who we are. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I am back. So, we have to talk about the talk. Now, we reported... Uh, back in March, that the talk was going to be renewed for another season. Uh, there was just no way that they were going... CBS was going to um, get rid of the show. It's not the crown jewel. Um, it's not their highest rated show. I believe that uh, that title belongs to either uh, The Young and the Restless or uh, The Price is Right. Um, but it is a good, stable show. Uh, and 
well, generally, it was a good stable show with, with good ratings. Uh, after the controversy surrounding Sharon Osbourne, the ratings tanked, um, you know, and they also had quite a few people leave. Uh, Carrie and Inaba uh, took some time off. Um, I'm hearing that she's likely not going to be back. Uh, she was she was definitely under the belief that the show was about to be canceled and wanted to save her reputation. Uh, Marie Osmond left uh, very suddenly. Um, and it has later come out that it was due to conflicts with Sharon Osbourne, who was um, upset that uh, Marie Osmond was the quote-unquote bigger star uh, and much more liked than Sharon. Uh, and now... You know, now they're they're having men co-host. Uh, it is not very likely that they're going to uh, introduce men into the equation on the show. Uh, it would mess up the formula, and CBS doesn't want to do anything that drastic. Uh, they did it uh, for the month of May to shake up things, uh, make sure they had enough co-hosts, um, and they wanted to see what would happen with the ratings. Nothing quite big happened. Nothing like they had wanted. So, at this stage, they're not happy with any any of the co-hosts. The only one who's likely safe is Cheryl Underwood, who has been there for a very long time. She's expected uh, to become more of the moderator of the group. Um... CBS is is thrilled with how she handled the controversy, uh, and they truly do like her. Uh, but the other women are not safe. Uh, and if they can land some big names, they're definitely going to try to. <coughs> some of some of the names that I've heard are that are being thrown around are Candace Cameron Bure and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Uh, both were cast off from The View. Uh, Candace Cameron Bray is not, is not likely uh, to take a seat at the talk table. Uh, mostly because she left The View because she was working on Fuller House and wanted to spend more time with her family. While Fuller House uh, has ended... She is still working on Hallmark movies and uh, all of that. So it is not believed uh, that she's going to want to take a residence uh, at another talk show. <coughs> um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hasselbeck is a possibility, though not likely. Uh, I don't know if you all will remember, but we talked about Elizabeth a while ago. And when she left The View, she had the worst Q rating of any talk show host in history. They had her going through uh, talk... They had her assigned a talk show host coach. I didn't know this was a thing. But (laughs) apparently the talk show host coach tries to make you more likable. And, uh, you know, feed into things and whatever. Uh, I'm also hearing that Megan McCain has one, but that's for a different story. <laughs> um, uh, and Elizabeth is not uh, known to be uh, easy to deal with, and she's more of a political figurehead than anything else, uh, which is something that the talk will will talk about, but they try to steer away from so as not to... Uh, caused too much of a controversy. So, this next name might make you shake your head and ask why they're they're going after her if they don't want controversy. That name is Lori Lachlan. Now, Lori has been very frustrated uh, that opportunities are not coming to her the way they have Felicity Huffman. P- 
PR experts have told me that it's because of her handling of the college admission uh, scandal. Uh, you know, Felicity was humble, admitted that she did wrong, did her time, kept a little profile, and is only now uh, starting to book gigs and all of that. Um, plus, Felicity is genuinely loved uh, within the Hollywood community. Not only do, does she have a strong work ethic, but she's kind to everyone she comes in contact with. Conversely, Lori is not known to be kind, and she's um, known to be a bit of a diva. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's a little... Uh, weirdness there. But getting her would probably be ratings gold uh, because she is still a fairly large name. Uh, This could be a good uh, stone in her comeback. Um, And just like they hit ratings gold with the uh, Harry and Meghan Markle interview... Uh, With Oprah, CBS is hoping that if they can land her as a co-host of the talk, they can get a big exclusive interview, uh, probably conducted by Oprah. And, um, you know, get another big, solid ratings night out of it. But, given that Lori Loughlin is probably a bit of a stretch... They are looking at bringing on former Young and Restless and Bold and Beautiful star, as well as former Real Housewife of Beverly Hills personality, Eileen Davidson. Now, Eileen is very popular. Um, she also started on Days of Our Lives. Um, she's one... I don't know how many Emmy Awards, but a lot of them. Uh, She's also an author. Uh, And I believe... I want to say she actually hosted some sort of talk show at some point. Uh, But I couldn't find that in my research. Um, But that is all to say she's a beloved daytime star. So, of course, Les Moonves hated her. Um, when he was cutting the budget for The Young and the Restless, he expected all of the veterans to accept a pay cut and just be happy to be employed. Eileen said no and exited, which caused quite the headache for him, uh, having to explain why one of the core characters was leaving. Now, of course... A lot of this, you know, Eileen had left and come, come back uh, multiple times since the, since the 1980s. But this time she was a little bit more vocal about why she was leaving. Uh, and that's what, what led to his concentration. Uh, is that she said, you know, I'm, I'm not getting paid what I'm worth. Uh, and I wish them luck, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Les was livid. They appear to have made um, some progress, uh, but he would not let her be put back on contract. And it was very odd because she was being uh, showcased in a very big storyline. If she wasn't on every day, it was very close to it, which is very unusual for a recurring character. Well, it turned out... Eileen had turned him down and would not sleep with him. Now, this is this has probably been known in the daytime corners for quite some time. But uh, the general public wasn't made aware of it. Uh, and this actually could be the first time that it's hitting um, something outside of daytime. And I only know this because... Um, one of my sources works on the Young and the Restless set and revealed it to me. Uh, so the fact that the talk is looking to lure her in as a co-host is a big 
fuck you to Les Moonves. And, I mean, how great is that? Uh, it is very likely, uh, if they choose to go with her, she will sign. Um, according to uh, my source on the Young and Restless set, uh, she very breezily mentioned that uh, she was considering um, making CBS her home again, but never really elaborated. So no one's quite sure what that means or what she's trying to insinuate. But of course, I'm going to stay on top of this and bring you all of the information as I get it. Right now, though, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I am back. So, let us talk about Wendy Williams. I feel bad for her. I really do. Well, I try to anyway. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, I know she's she exhibits abusive behavior. Um, I don't. I just think she's not getting the the kind of therapy she needs. Um, When you're in an abusive relationship, you kind of. Um, you kind of uh, try to mimic your abuser's personality uh, in order to protect yourself. And I think that's what she's doing. However, I just think that she needs to uh, get a grip. And you're going to understand that as I get into this next story. Uh, But first I want to catch you guys up on some drama that we haven't really talked about because, frankly, all the people involved are just... uh, Well, there's there's one person who's not horrible, um, but I'm just not sure what to make of her, uh, them yet, sorry. Uh, So, Chrissy Teigen... Uh, has been dealing with a controversy uh, for quite some time. There have been stretches of the internet who have always kind of uh, talked about this, but there's never been any proof. Allegedly, uh, John Legend's wife and uh, model and uh, Instagram influencer, uh, she has other jobs, I just don't know what they all are, Uh, But in any case, uh, Chrissy Teigen (coughs) would allegedly bully Courtney Stodden when she was just 16 years old. Now, for those of you who don't know who Courtney is, I don't blame you. Uh, I only know her from following Crazy Days and Nights for as long as I did. Uh, Courtney is... Uh, non-binary. She came out recently. Uh, uh, The preferred pronouns are they and them. Uh, When when they were young, Courtney uh, married uh, an older gentleman. Her, uh, he was an actor, I believe. Uh, Their parents had to uh, sign papers allowing him because uh, Courtney was was so young. I believe they were 14 or 15. Uh, so during this marriage, Courtney began getting uh, nasty DMs from Chrissy Teigen. Calling her names, telling her to kill herself, and and that sort of nasty shit. So fast forward, Chrissy Teigen is at the top of the heap, uh, an A-list personality, and there were a lot of people who were hating on her. Now, with Crazy Days and Nights, you guys gotta understand... I take everything on there with a grain of salt, including Inti's uh, post now. 
Um, you know, if I can verify it, great. If 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 not, it's a fun read, frankly. Um, but the commenters, um, after the 2016 election, things kind of shifted. And I um, was going to do a huge um, thesis on this. Uh, but basically, my theory is that a lot of the gossip sites uh, became... Uh, places for right-wing extremists. So, after b- having this proven to me time and time again, I just kind of chalked everything up because Chrissy is very liberal, and I just chalked it up to conservatives hating on a liberal. So I never put stock into what they said, which was foolish of me. Because Courtney revealed the uh, DMs that were sent to them and asked why everyone else was being canceled except for Chrissy Teigen. And a lot of people speculated that uh, Chrissy Teigen was protected because she is John Legend's wife. But even having an EGOT-winning beloved husband isn't enough to save someone from their past misdeeds. And Chrissy Teigen was canceled. Now, Miss Teigen is, of course, going to spin things. Uh, she lost a deal with Kohl's. She lost a deal with Target. Uh, and she's going to say, you know, these deals were always coming to an end. And I was reshaping my company and whatever, whatever, whatever. Don't buy the bullshit. Okay? Just don't buy it. <laughs> So, I know y'all are wondering why I brought up Wendy Williams and then went on to talk about Chrissy Teigen and Courtney Stodding. And it's fair. It might have seemed like I was just rambling. I was not. (laughs) Wendy Williams has thrown her hat in the ring to interview Chrissy Teigen. She wants... To kind of do an Oprah-esque interview where she helps clear up and get Chrissy Teigen's side of the story out. And reshape the narrative. Now, this would not be a problem if she was just trying to get her on her talk show. But that's not what Miss Williams wants at all. No. Wendy wants to go... On a major network <clears throat> and air this interview. And, and she actually believes that she can make this happen. Uh, she has put out feelers to Chrissy's people. And I have to say, in Wendy's defense here, Chrissy's people did not immediately say no. They said that they were in talks with another interviewer, and if that fell through, they would uh, potentially talk to Wendy Williams. So who is this other person that Chrissy Teigen is talking to? None other than Oprah herself. Now, my LA source and my New York source both said, don't expect Oprah to actually do this. She did the uh, Harry and Meghan interview because she knew it was going to be big. Uh, if if Oprah were to take this interview, it would be for one of her Apple uh, TV Plus shows, uh, which is not what Chrissy wants. Chrissy wants a big, splashy interview on a network. Uh, she's not picky, but she has focused in on ABC, uh, which is owned by Disney. Uh to kind of make her look family friendly again and and start to pull herself out of the dredges. <clears throat> My ABC sources all said, do not expect them to take this interview. Uh, not that they're shy about uh, controversy or controversial figures, uh, but they would want to do it with one of their own interviewers. Uh, rather than uh, Oprah or Wendy Williams. Now, 
I do want to stress here, they are not opposed to Oprah doing the interview. But it's not necessarily something that they would want. Uh, and they would have to come to terms with Oprah, and they would have to come to terms... Um, and Oprah would have to uh, make sure that she's not violating any of her contracts. Um, and again, Oprah's not even really all that interested in the Chrissy Teigen story. Um, she might do it if she can get John Legend. Uh, and, you know, that's just the sad truth of this. Wendy, though, thinks that she, her name attached, will just blow everyone else out of the water and, and get it done. To that end, she has already pitched to Fox a two-hour interview with Chrissy Teigen. Fox has said, you know, come back to us with actual signed contracts, uh, and, and then let's see what, you know, let's see what will you have. <coughs> um, they're just not very hopeful or believing. And when part of Wendy's pitch was that this interview would outrate the Harry and Meghan interview. And that put up red flags for everyone because uh, while John Legend is beloved and an EGOT winner, Chrissy Teigen is not. Uh, and Wendy Williams is no Oprah. And is not uh, necessarily a, uh, a a ratings gold uh, guarantee. Of course, we're going to stay on top of this story as it develops out. But for right now, I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I am back. And I want to be upfront with you guys about this. There was a little bit of an internal debate between Will and I about who would be handling it. This is political in nature. Uh, but it concerns a celebrity. So ultimately it was decided because uh, the subject does not hold political office and is not running for office, uh, I would have to handle it. So, you guys have probably seen the headlines that Tom Hanks has been canceled. Uh, this comes from Fox News. Uh, and is wildly inaccurate. Eric Deggins from NPR wrote an op-ed piece in response to an op-ed piece that Tom Hanks wrote. Uh, and basically what Mr. Deggins said was, it's not enough to be non-racist. You have to be anti-racist. And called on Tom Hanks and everyone to... Uh, everyone in Hollywood to use their platforms to c combat hate, uh, to com combat racism uh, and hatred, as you can hear. I that's what I was trying to say, <laughs> and um, to make movies that reflect the real history of what happened, rather than just what white folk want you to know. Now, nowhere in this piece, and I've read it extensively, and by extensively, I mean more than once, does Mr. Deggins call for Tom Hanks to be canceled. In fact, he's quite complimentary towards Tom Hanks. The only really negative thing he says is, you know, uh, Tom has built a career and won numerous awards uh, about racism playing white guys who were not necessarily good guys. Uh, but he, you know, he, he definitely said that he loves Tom and he loves everything that Tom does. And in fact, if anyone bothered to read what Tom Hanks wrote in the New York Times op-ed that he published, he, Tom Hanks himself said, uh, you know, we need to be better about this. We need to make movies that reflect actual history and and not just what the establishment thinks that we need to see. 
And so all Mr. Dickens really did was build upon what Tom was saying. No one was canceled and no one was, you know, no one was even fighting. Uh, Mr. Hanks actually reached out and said that he enjoyed Mr. Dickens' uh, op-ed piece and would love to sit down with him and talk. I don't know if this meeting ever happened or not, um, or if they're still working out. Both of these men are very busy. Uh, so, you know, it could it could take a minute for them to get together. So, kind of pushing things along here a little bit. Um, Fox News read Mr. De- Degan's piece, but they must have only read the headline. Because that's all these people do. They don't actually read anything. They don't actually have a fully formed thought. They just seen someone say, you gotta be anti-racist, and they got pissed. And they started talking nonsense. They started spouting off that, you know, it's not okay to be a white guy, it's not okay to, you know, do movies based on history. And literally no one said that. And then they kept arguing over and over that Tom Hanks was cancelled. He was not. But these are the same people who were outraged that Dr. Seuss, uh, Dr. Seuss's foundation, I should say, chose to stop publishing six of their books. Because Dr. Seuss himself had told his family that he felt that the illustrations were racist and whatever. Why they chose now to stop the publication... Uh, can only be theorized, but the best theory is they were not selling very well. And this was purely a business decision cloaked in a woke decision. Uh, The Fox News hosts were also outraged, outraged, I tell you, that Hasbro and PlaySchool decided to rebrand Mr. Potato Head as just Potato Head. Again, there was no controversy surrounding this. And Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head still exists. Uh, They just want to be able to sell more product. And they're going to do that by not selling all the accessories with the Potato Head that you buy. So... But again, Fox News decided to make this a cultural war, just as they did with Dr. Seuss, just as they're doing with Tom Hanks, saying that the woke crowd is trying to make it illegal to be white, and anyone who is white is going to be canceled. That is not what's happening. These were business decisions based on numbers that are not available to the public. Or if they are, I don't know where to find them. But I'm, I'm fairly certain that they're not. And it is going to help boost the bottom line of both companies. And furthermore, if these twits would get their heads out of their ass... They're counter-arguing themselves. They say that businesses should be allowed to do whatever the hell they want to do. But then, they're going to get outraged when a business does whatever the hell they want to do. I can't make sense of it. I do think it's worth noting here uh, that Eric Deggins is a, a very accomplished black man. Uh... He is he is a contributor to NPR. Uh, he has uh, written several books. Um, you know, I could list his accomplishments all day long. And I think that's what really bothers the Fox News personalities the most, is that an accomplished black man said, Hey, this is what I think. Because at the very core, Fox News and a large contingent of the Trumpers who they are trying to win back after calling the election for Joe Biden, 
are racist. And if you're a Trumper, why the fuck are you listening to drunk gossip? Y'all know we're liberal. Y'all know I'm gay. So I don't know why the fuck you're listening. And really, we'd appreciate it if you didn't. We don't like Trumpers. And we dunk on Trump and his his boys all the time. So, um, but I actually did some research, and I think Will is going to be genuinely shocked. Um, I did some research into this. And the whole reason why the Republican Party as a whole, but specifically uh, Fox News, OAN, and Newsmax need these cultural wars is because Biden's agenda is actually very popular with the vast majority of Americans. Notice, every time a piece of legislation is passed, there's a new outrage. So, uh, in order to prove my point, I'm going to to illustrate this for you. Back in February and March, the American Rescue Plan was passed. It was approved by 62% of Americans across the political spectrum. Not one Republican voted for it. Now, of course, they're going to try to, we did this, we got this done. No, you didn't. Sit your ass down. Okay, you did nothing. You sat there and you voted no. Hopefully, your constituents are smart enough to know that you're an asshat and vote you out next time. Okay? Okay. But, um, pushing a little bit further, uh, that was, that controversy was Dr. Seuss uh, and Mr. Potato Head. Pushing forward, we're looking at infrastructure. Uh, President Biden has had put forth a nearly $3 trillion package that was insanely popular. Uh, he worked with Republicans, uh, and the, that total has gone down uh, to $1.9 trillion, I believe. Uh, but Republicans have all indicated that they're voting against it, despite negotiating, despite Democrats negotiating with them in good faith. And, are you ready for this? 70% of Americans are for this infrastructure package. And so, therefore, of course, they needed a controversy to distract Republican voters from what's really going on here. Republicans can't win any race or any election without having a cultural war. So if they have white people afraid that being white is going to be criminalized or that they're going to lose their paychecks for being white, then they're going to vote Republican. Plus, no, Republicans don't really care for uh, people of color, period. And it's always shocking to me. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> um, uh, I think that means I've talked too long. So this is going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much. Uh, and coming up next is Politalk with Will. Hey, folks. Producer Will here. And welcome back, because it's finally time for a new edition of Politalk. We've got some exclusive info this week from our sources about infighting within the Democratic and Republican parties. So we're mostly going to be covering that today. Hopefully you enjoy it. Well, without further ado, let's get started. Our first bit of intel concerns perennial Democratic firebrand AOC. We've received a number of reports that the representative from the Bronx has her eye on a Senate seat. Specifically, Chuck Schumer's Senate seat. Her staff was reportedly helping her prepare a campaign to primary him when Pelosi stepped in. The Speaker for the House has been trying her best to keep seats in play as much as possible. And while AOC's seat is relatively safe, 
Having to recruit a new challenger and disrupting Democratic leadership in this election year of all years could be disastrous for the party, which needs every seat it can to hold on to its control of Congress and pass legislation. Reportedly, Pelosi and her staff managed to talk AOC out of her run by offering her a number of additional flashier committee assignments, as well as a higher place in the House's Democratic leadership. The Democrats may be protecting Schumer, but it seems they don't intend to extend that same level of protection to everyone. In particular, Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, who's achieved a lot of national notoriety over the past few weeks, has drawn a lot of the ire of party leadership. Reports indicate that the National Democratic Committee intends to back a primary challenge to the West Virginia senator, who has obstructed a lot of their agenda by attempting to chase a bipartisan solution that the other side has no interest in, and frankly, playing into Mitch McConnell's agenda. Manchin, for his part, does not seem particularly perturbed by all of this. Our sources have indicated that his actions over the past few weeks have raised his national profile enough that he's considering a run for the presidency after Biden's term ends. Manchin believes that he could beat Kamala Harris in the primary, But again, he's not likely to get much national backing for this effort, since just about every poll that's been conducted shows him losing to every potential Republican presidential candidate by a wide margin. Notably, a poll of him versus Trump had him losing to the latter by almost 20 points. So I guess that Hillary Clinton wasn't the only person in the country that could lose to the big orange clown. Finally, our last story today is about the folks on the other side of the aisle. Word from the Republican camp is that Liz Cheney and her allies intend to continue their opposition. We've even heard reports that Cheney is floating her own presidential run, or attempts to gain control of her party's leadership. Timing on this is a bit suspect, and she hasn't given any public indications that she's interested in the post. Our best guess over here at Drunk Gossip is that she'll start up her insurgency after the 2022 elections, hoping to use the momentum from the losses in the House that she and her allies think the Republicans will take if they continue in their slavish obedience to Trump. And that's all for this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in, as always. And of course, cheers.